Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, and thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show. This is Danny Rocket, and uh, the reason you're hearing my voice right now instead of the theme song to the Sunranto Show is because... You are sadly not a Patreon subscriber. So uh, what you got to do for a dollar a month or like $10 a year, because I give you a discount, is you go over to patreon.com slash sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash sunranto, and you subscribe for a dollar a month and you get the show early and ad-free, completely early and ad-free. So that, And you're supporting the show. So go over there, do that. You'll never have to hear this message. You could be listening to the end of the theme song right about now. And then Michael would scream Sunranto. And like basically this 30 seconds out of your life would have been taken up by entertainment instead of me asking you for a dollar. So if you'd give a homeless person outside of the jewels a dollar, give it to me instead. So I'm not homeless. Uh, thank you very much for downloading, and uh, here's the show. Kobe with blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old stuff beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sonrento. With Michael. Sonrento. And Crawley. Sonrento and the lovable loser. Sonrento. With Michael. Sonrento. And Crawley. Sonrento and the lovable losers. Sonrento. Sonrento. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to you. Man, you know, we were doing something new. I was all in my thing. I know. you. Were, I was harmonizing with you with my Merry Christmas. <laughs> I, got, I got all confused. You. Uh, you got nervous? Why? Cause you're no, like, I, no, I got confused. I was like, I don't know. You're an easily confused man. Sure. Um, so am I. So am I. After a few, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to switch back. We got to get oh. our Christmas background going. Uh, well, hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, I, I guess everybody that is watching this show right now can tell that uh, Crawley is not here because basically he hates the fans. So he does. He didn't want to come. He's like, I've already done my Christmas duties on Saturday um, when we had our awesome Cubs Miss Caroling party. Yeah, and- after all those songs, he was like. Fuck this. I'm out. I don't ever want to have to listen to all that garbage again. Seriously. I mean, this, this is the time of year you're like, no more Christmas songs. Now, we haven't heard a lot this year because we're not in the stores. We're not, you know, going to Target every five seconds and like, oh, I'll go get some wrapping paper. Like, people are just kind of chilling. So that's I haven't very heard true. Yeah, that's totally true. I, I didn't even think about that. But I was like, yeah, I'm not really... 
hating on the Christmas music so much this year. Yeah, you're like, if I hear Frosty the Snowman one more time, I'm going to freaking punch somebody in the balls. <laughs> so uh, I want to welcome everybody to the show. Uh, this is brought to you all year long by all of our Patreon supporters. We've done a, a uh, I believe this is a technical term, a fuck ton of shows this year. We went almost every game of the 60-game season. Uh, we did two shows a week. The MLB pulled off 37% of their year. We pulled off 237% of our season. We did more shows, I think, last year than we've ever done. And, but, you know, and, and we changed our show up. We, we started doing like a live show and going on YouTube and everything. And it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, changing the podcast. We brought Crawley on. We did a hell of a lot of shows with him. We miss Lyle. I am back in touch with Lyle, by the way. I should let everybody know this, that I'm back in touch with him. He's getting his restaurant up and running in Maine. So it's just been a very different kind of year, but I want to appreciate all of our Patreon supporters right up top. Just thank you so much for everything you've done uh, for us over the years and especially uh, the last, uh, this last year. So uh, tonight, we're going to tell you about some uh, new Cubs. We got a few new Cubs. Uh, new yeah. Christmas Cubs. We got we got some Christmas Cubs. Ding dong, ding dong. We're going to pull the wrapping paper right off of them. Oh, here comes Big Matt Duffy and Trevor Kelly and Matt Dermody, Joe Bianchi and Eldemaro Vargas, Philip Irvin. Doesn't really. I'll work on the lyrics. Um. So Artie Boucher writes in two hundred thirty percent more shows. Is that an ass stat? Why, I believe uh, that would qualify as an ass stat. That's 100% an ass stat. Yeah. Where is my ass stat drop? I haven't dropped that in a while. You haven't dropped the ass? I think I might have gotten rid of the <laughs> ass stat. Yeah, I haven't dropped my ass in a while. No, I've, I I believe I might have dropped my ass stat for some other thing like, uh, you know, one of one of these. Hold yourself accountable. Or a, a lot of guys sitting in front of me with iPads. One of those. I got oh, it. See, and, and those are actually... Completely antithetical to the ass stat. We are neither accountable nor will you find it on an iPad. Like it's not real. Yeah. Although you can watch us on an iPad right now. So we're going to talk about the new Cubs. Uh, what I was, I was we going to do. We're going to talk about some you Darvish trade rumors. Uh, man, we're going to hear those. We're going to hear just Chris Bryant and you Darvish trade rumors all winter long and nothing. Well. And there, and Chris Bryant's going to go, you know, as a rental. In the, at, at the trade deadline, if we're lucky, uh, we'll probably be in second place, like two games out of first at the trade deadline, and they'll keep him. And then all they'll get is like an extra pick. Yeah, they'll end up one million over the luxury mm. luxury tax. Yeah. And we're gonna talk a little bit about that, the financial situation. Yeah, we we got financial news today. Yeah. Everybody's excited about the financial news of the Ricketts. Do 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 do. do. Um, and then, uh, what else? Uh, the, some of the new rules. And now this is something we're sticking around for. We are not only do we have a holiday carol sent in by none other than Tony LaRussa. Oh, we are going to announce the winner tonight of the Cubs Miss Carol contest for the Sun Ranto Ranters. We, we're going to play. Uh, a couple of those again. We're not going to listen to all of them because everybody's heard them. They're up on the ranchers page, but we're going to reminisce and uh, we're going to discuss <laughs> and we're going to find out who the winner's going to be. Uh, it's uh, it's been a, it's a tight race. I'm telling you. 
Only in 2020 do we reminisce about something that happened one week ago because, like, everything is so terrible. Like, that's a long time for us to think back to something good. Yeah, it is. Uh, Here's something good. Uh, Hello, Chicago Winds and San Ronto Ranters. I hope I appropriately messed up the name. This is John Baker. I'm coming at you from frozen, freezing Arizona, where I think the temperature's got to be at least 69 degrees. I'm unsure. Uh, but I wanted to say Merry Christmas to all of you guys. Uh, been a wonderful part of my life the last five or six years, and I hope that even though I'm moving a little bit further up into the Northeast, I'm only seven hours away, and maybe we can stay connected. Enjoy your Cubs miscaroling. Uh, I will miss you guys. And Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year's to all. I just wanted to start. If you missed the Cubs caroling show that we did on Saturday, I had a couple of people send in cameos. Uh, Baker was one. Here's David Catlins. Happy holidays, ranters. You truly are the 69th best Cubs fans. Spookog or go Cubs backwards. Take that. See you, Sparkles. I didn't mention this the other day. But I kind of said, he's like, what do you want me to say? And so I wrote him stuff. I wrote him stuff to say. I know where you're going at this already. Yeah. I wrote him stuff to say. And I'm like, and then at the end, put spook on. <laughs> and then he's and then I'm like, yeah, I should have put parentheses or this is go comes backwards. Because I've always got to explain it, because people don't see it right away. Right. So, you know, I explained it. So, yeah, that's what Kaplan did. He's, so like, he just, he's like Ron Burgundy, literally yeah. just reading whatever's in front of him. Yeah, he's reading the stage directions, basically. I was actually going to comment about how he was explaining the joke, right? And I yeah. thought that was funny, but now it's even better that he had a Ron Burgundy moment. Yeah, you know, Rob Burgundy moment. He just said, he's reading what's in the teleprompter. He's, he's, you know, he memorized it real quick, went up there. So, uh, no, I, I love uh, that it, those guys sent stuff in. And I had such a great time. Um, Cubs Miss Caroling, it's not the same, but I'm glad we kept the tradition alive. Yes. Even in this fucked up year, we kept it alive, which is, which is awesome. So, uh, you know, that we just got together. Did that uh, 25 songs. Everybody sent stuff in. We all sang together. And I just, I had a great time. My mom loved it. So thanks for everybody that was a part of it. Uh, because usually, because right before that, my mom was on the phone. I was telling her what I was doing. And I invited her to watch it. And she goes, well, who's going to do that? Like, nobody's going to go on Zoom and sing Christmas songs muted. And I'm like, no, th- maybe they will, Mom. And she's like, well, I don't see why. <laughs> like, totally like dissing on my idea. And then she was like, that was really good, Danny. I really enjoyed that. And I was like, all right, fine. So now I'm, I'm not going to get made fun of at Christmas dinner with just me and her. Because it'll be awkward. I can't even like get away from her. She's just going to make fun of me. <laughs> I got nobody to back me up. She's so, sitting at the dinner table with you just going, you remember last week when you thought that people would sing with you? Yeah, I I told you it was a bad idea and you just waste (laughs) your time. When are you going to get a real job? (laughs) uh, Anyway, I did did manage to upload all of these to uh, Bandcamp. So all the songs, I kind of remixed them. I made sure they're all the same level, remastered them. Put a little reverb on on the voice and I'm about to drop a link because people ask me all the time, how is it best that 
I can support what you do with the Cubs songs, Danny. Well, I tell you, and it's not, you're not going to like the answer because nobody ever likes the answer. It's Bandcamp. Bandcamp does not give a flying fudge what I put up there. They're not going to be like, oh, that's copyright. By the way, we got hit with like 10 copyrights after the <laughs> Caroling show. We got MLB on our butts. We got, uh, for the footage I did of my Thai guy in the home run, I got, uh, all the Christmas songs that are not in the public domain, which is everything not written uh, before 1925, because even White Christmas, you know, White Christmas got uh, or or the uh, White uh, White Sox Len, the song yeah. I did, that got hit. So uh, you know that song's written from 1945. Like those people are dead. Someday Man. when we can get back together, Danny, we're we are going to put this together. Uh, people will forget about it by next year, but. We'll go out and and do a, a video where we're like Christmas caroling, and then we have cops come and whip our asses for <laughs> copyright. I like it, um, like actual cops. You know, I, I, I want the real experience. So, um, and uh, I do want to thank Dennis, uh, my uh, secret ranter. He gave me a twenty dollars gift card to uh, MLB shop, so that'll probably buy me. Um, keychain or something i don't know what you can give her. <laughs> i don't know i might give i think this becomes a prize this becomes a prize eventually and um yeah anyway and i, I did want to say about just the last little announcement uh kaplan uh you know you just saw him spook uh but he had man like basically the day after he made that video for us his mom died so oh, yeah, I mean, it's just really hard around the holidays. So I, I would, I know, I, I, you know, we talked about doing something for Johnny. Johnny's dad died. I did attend that funeral yesterday. It's just really hard right now. I put a lot, I put all that information out on the uh, Mike Leonard condolences jersey. And um, anyway, I do want to do something for those guys. I figured let's get through the holidays and then we'll do something uh, for Johnny. And I think we should do something for Kaplan too. I think that'd be nice and very ranterish of us to send him a something. You know, oh, for sure. I, I think he's dog shirt or something. You know. Oh yeah, I think he's. I think he's fully in the. Uh, you know, in the fold now. Yeah. Now that it, now that he's basically changed the end of our show from Spagog to Spookog, <laughs> right? Yeah, he's definitely a, an official ranter. So, uh, new Cubs. Any interest in talking about those fools? <laughs> I mean, I guess like it's kind of like when you. It's kind of like going to that bad aunt's house for Christmas and you know you're it's going to be the pink bunny uh you know pajamas. You just like, "Eh, fuck it. We may as well open it and we'll we'll act like we're excited about it." Oh, I mean, great. that is kind of what we're supposed to do. Can I tell you about one of the worst gifts I ever received at Christmas? Pardon the interruption, but the Sunranto show is brought to you by Bet Online. Football is in full effect, with uh, many teams strutting their stuff. Now, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. So head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Ben Online, your online sports book experts. All right, so my, <laughs> my 
my uh, uh, I guess it was my dad's like unc- great uncle's wife, and he still knew her, and her name was Mummer because that's like real Mummer. <laughs> Mummer, oh Mama, you know I don't know. Anyway, Mummer kind of losing it towards the end, right? So she would send. <laughs> Did you get what? the cat wrapped up? Like oh, on God uh, no. Oh, but she gave me a Girl Scout uniform. For- <laughs> That's what I got because I'm like five years old. I opened up this thing from Mummer. I was like, oh, I wonder what this is. Probably something that sucks. I already knew it was going to be something that sucked, but I didn't know it was going to be a Girl Scout uniform. I'm like, well, that's the worst present you they could give a little boy. Anyway, um, so I got a Girl Scout uniform from Mummer, and that's basically what we're getting with these new cubs. Uh, <laughs> Philip Irvin. Okay, uh, you might remember him from such teams as the 2017 Cincinnati Reds or the 2018 Cincinnati Reds, the 2019 Cincinnati Reds, the 2020 Cincinnati Reds, and you do not remember him from the 2020 Seattle Mariners. So look at these stats. Michael, tell me what you're looking at. Oh, Jesus. Um, Well, I'm looking at. Two seasons where he actually got some at-bats, and uh, the rest of the time he just barely showed up. Yeah, and 2019 was probably his best year. It three points under uh, 800 OPS, so that's pretty good. 797, you're going to take that. Yeah, 331 OBP. He had 260 at-bats. Even for the Reds, he was a fourth outfielder. He played in 94 games, seven dongs on the season. 18 walks um, to, unfortunately, 63 strikeouts. So it's like, but this guy was a fourth outfielder on the Reds. And right now he is a starting outfielder for the Chicago Cubs because they got nobody else. Right. They need, they still need a, 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 they need a third outfielder, much less a fourth outfielder. To make this guy a fourth outfielder and make Philip Irvin a fourth outfielder. But here's the thing. Lifetime. Now, we, Philip Irvin, I was like, oh, yeah, that guy's pretty good. When I heard about that they got him, I was like, because I've heard of him. Because the other guys, I barely even heard of that we got this week. Like, I'm just like, who? Who? And then, uh, so Irvin, uh, here's what, what he did against the Cubs. Uh, not a Cubs killer, but kind of a Cubs killer. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, look that- at that. It definitely. <laughs> OPS is like almost 400 points better. I know. Oh, the 899. Okay. So. 899 OPS versus. Oh, oh shit. I was looking at that wrong. I, I saw that Colorado Rockies one. I thought this is just Cub stats. No, no. This is just, no. What, what I'm, what you're looking at here is Philip Irvin's lifetime splits against different teams. Now, okay. against teams that he's faced a lot, which amongst teams in the NL Central, that's because he played for the Reds more than anybody. That's who he's faced the most. Well, he does the best against the Cubs more than anybody. Um, so he's got an 899 OPS. He's batting 316, uh, a 368 OBP, slugging 532, um, you know, and that's an 87 plate appearances. So it is not a small sample size. He tears it up against us. So now, you know, he's just going to blow for us. Like, yeah. like, I wouldn't call those Cubs killer numbers, but. I, but he's a, he's a hundred points. Well, he's like a hundred and fifty points better on his career OPS against the Cubs. Career ninety nine versus a career seven twenty eight. So oh yeah, OPS. Uh, and 
you know, this is, he played a little bit with Seattle last year. I don't know how he ended up over there. Probably a DFA, you know, cause he was only hit in 42 plate appearances. He was batting 0.086 last yeah. year Ooh. with a 324 OPS. Like it's still, still better than uh Jose O for Martinez. Yeah. It's still better than Jose. And that's my fear that this is going to end up exactly like an Ofertitas situation when I was like, Jose Martinez, awesome. He's going to be great. And then <laughs> and then it was – I couldn't have been more wrong about that situation. It was, I love it. So he's one guy we got. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yay or nay? What do you think? And chime in in the comments. I want to hear what people think if, like, you know, what what – it, it, Jim Jim Canavan, another Dollar Tree pickup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, and Artie, that's what I was thinking. Uh, Artie, when the Cubs play the Rockies, I think we're golden because he's got a 1,700 OPS against them. Of course, yeah. it's been like five at-bats. But you know they're going to do something stupid right before that the season starts. and be like, all right, we don't – you know, half the players don't believe in vaccines, so we're going to have to only play the Central again. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, No! Yeah. Actually, that won't be so bad. We could maybe oh. rack up. That'll be some competitive baseball, actually. It's it's when we play the other divisions that I think we'll see what we really have. Yeah, that's when we start to fall off the map there a little bit. Um, so no, people are so uh, annoyed at this pickup that they're not even chiming in at the chat. They're like, please, just meh on the next guy. All right, fine. Like you said that you knew who he was. Nobody else does, Danny. Like nobody fucking knows. I like wanna, nobody cares. Like I want to say, and I didn't look it up, but I believe there was a game in which Philip Irvin like ruined our lives. Like he hit like the game, go, the go ahead home run with two outs in the ninth, and we're like Philip Irvin, you know. Yeah. So then, uh, who do we got next? Oh, Matt Duffy. Now, had you heard of this guy? Um. A little, I think. I mean, wasn't I thought the Cubs already had him or something? No, we did. We did not have him. Uh, he was with the Giants in 2014 and 15 okay. and 16, and then he got traded over to the Rays. So we saw him a little bit. Like he actually played quite a bit in 2015, and those were those games. I don't know what happened to him. This was his best year by far. He had a 108 OPS plus, and that was and and uh, that was his best year by far. And if you remember those 2015, 2016 Cubs Giants games, that was when the Giants were really good. Yeah, and right there. I mean, fighting us every, tooth and nail for you know dominance in the National League, and those were some of the tightest, most exciting series I might have ever seen in my life. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, how much would, Duffy was on that team? That's he was on that team, yeah. I mean, when I think of Duffy, the only thing that really comes to mind is, uh, you know, shout out to Ivy Envy, and Duffy's is the dive bar that they go to in Galesburg when they get together. Yeah. Well, I believe his career has gone something like Duffy's career has gone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's, he's a dive bar. You can, you know. He's good to go get, you know, he, he's good for a $2 pitcher, but you really don't want to hang out there all season. <laughs> yeah, and but we might be like and here's what Matt Duffy does. He plays third base. And that's his main it's his main deal. I think he could do a couple other things. But he uh maybe Hardy says Patrick Duffy. Yeah, now that is sexy. No, now can but here's the thing. Um his 
Matt Duffy is basically insurance for if they can find a trade for KB. Because, you know, you might start Bodie, but then you need another infielder. If I mean, who knows what they do to our infield in the offseason? They're obviously in sell mode. If they can get a good deal done for somebody, put some kind of package together, they're going to do it, and Matt Duffy is going to be a starter on this team along with Philip Bourbon. Right. Um, that, I mean, that. sorry to say to everybody, that's what's going to well, happen. Like, that's how it but, is. I really do see probably you would end up with Bodie at third and Duffy maybe in left. I don't know. I mean, I can see them pushing Duffy out to left. I mean, are they going to put Bodie out in left? No, no. Well, listen, they're thinking of putting Nico Horner in center right now. Like (laughs) every man for himself at this point, you know, I mean, you know, John Baker is going to be pitching when they trade him, you know, they get him for the pirates. This guy, no, but Duffy's never played in the outfield. He's first base, third base, mostly third base. He's a little shortstop, you know, here and there, but he is a third baseman and the majority of his games. Like, that is what he does. So it's weird when you pick up a guy like Matt Duff, you're like, well, maybe he's got some pop. Like, even last, not last year, he didn't play last year. He must have either opted out. I did not look into this because it's like a minor league bench guy deal. He's going to, it's a minor league deal. He's going to make a million if he makes the team. He's insurance, minor league insurance for Chris Bryant, which actually, to, due to his injuries, like even if you do have a season, you kind of want a decent third base backup that's not David Bodie every day. That's true. But anyway, uh, so he, let's talk a little bit about his numbers. I mean, last time he played was for the Rays, and you know he has 670 OPS, not great. 83 OPS plus, not great. But he didn't play that much. It was mostly a bench guy. 169 plate appearances, and only nice. yeah, and only one home run. And, and so it's not good. Um, yeah, that was for the Rays, by the way. So in 2017, he didn't play. I'm, I'm guessing there's some injury issue there. I did not look into it. But, you know, this is a reclamation project. Uh, nothing. More I mean, he, he's sitting on 169 RBI right now. I mean, who knows? He could turn it around. Yeah. <laughs> well, he could turn it around, but he'd still be in 69. Yeah. So uh, now Trevor Kelly, he... I mean, what is the difference? Let me ask you. What is the difference between a submariner and a submariner? Uh, submariner is a Marvel comic book character, and that's where I first heard that that term. And so, I uh, when I saw that word in baseball, then that's how I said it in my mind. Okay, now what's the difference between a submariner? <laughs> And a side armor. Is there- uh, I, I, it's just angle, I think. I mean, they they say a lot of guys are. Uh, I mean, I think they used to say a guy that threw three quarter would be almost a side armor, you know. But well, got this guy's delivery. This is our new guy. This is over at Bleacher Nation. Our friends at Bleacher Nation, and they uh, posted somebody else's thing. So now I'm going to post their. I'm going to show their post of their post so check this out i didn't i didn't share the sound because who cares actually you did i can totally hear it oh that's unfortunate (laughs) all right let's watch a little bit of this yeah so okay so what i'm seeing here is uh steve c-check toward right field here comes harper yeah i mean steve c-check came more from the side and was an angle yeah he's a side armor i mean that's a look again 
Yeah, it, it's Steve. It's work. Steve Shecky ish, but <laughs> it's shishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishish
John Pincus chimes in. Uh, you know, one of those teams was Lowell in the NYPL, and he says it's the New York Penal League, which uh, <laughs> was made famous in you know in the movie Major League, yeah. the California Penal League in that case. So you know, maybe they, maybe he's a wild thing sort of thing. But you know yeah. what you were saying earlier though about the deception and all of that. Like you got to hide the ball. The guys need to be fooled in some way. Uh, and I think that's where a side armor comes in as a reliever. Like he would never make it as a, you know, as a guy that was pitching, you know, for a starter because he's not going to go multiple innings, but if he can only see three batters and he comes in and he's giving the, those three batters a completely different look than they've seen all game. And, you know, the ball's just traveling on a different plane in a, from a different spot to a different spot, that might be enough to give him the edge. But based on some of those numbers you just said, it's not giving him enough edge. Well, They're if, seeing it. If he had never played in the major leagues, you'd be like, oh, man, this guy's been tearing up the minors, and he's it's been a, a slow but steady rise, and he's 27. Maybe he's just a late bloomer. But here's what you're hoping. Welcome to Pitch Lab. He's, he's a quadruple-A guy right now. Yeah. Yeah, and you're hoping that Pitch Lab gets him over the top. Exactly. That is the point. Uh, another Pitch Lab special is coming to town. Pitch Lab special coming to town. <laughs> um, his name is Matt Dermody, and we had him last year. But he just pitched one inning, and it, it kind of went all right. Okay. <laughs> I got him mixed up with Matt Duffy earlier when I said, didn't we already have him? But, you know, it was, oh, yeah. it was Germany. I'm like, I know somebody was on the damn team. Wrong Matt. Wrong Matt. Uh, Matt D. Matt D. Matt uh, D. from uh, Naperville, Illinois, is calling in to give a dedication to Danny Rocket. Yeah, so Matt Dermody. Um, oh, I didn't even put his numbers up. Uh, I did write down what he is, though. Uh, well, this is what he did last year. Uh, one inning of scoreless ball with a strikeout. Uh, and that was last year against the Cards. It was in a loss. Um, what he is, and I remember talking about him last year because he's really tall. Yeah, so, you know, I remember just commenting on his his height. He's six five in the cup. He was just another one of those guys like Wick, and you know, everybody they bring in is just a freaking freak of nature giant. So uh, this guy, he is one of those fringe relievers. So this is, I'm going to say, this is quote from uh, Brett Taylor over at Bleacher Nation as well. The Cubs seem to have targeted a lot of these guys uh, as fringe relievers in recent years, tall people, who throws a fastball slider combo, a good uh, walk ratio, only 2.6% of the batters were walked that he faced in triple A, and he was a Theo Epstein special because he came back from TJ. Oh, there we go. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I'm like, come on, what, what's up with these guys? Like, you know, the Cubs are signing guys. This is the Jed era. He's signing guys that aren't TJ specials, but uh, apparently, no. Yeah, he's like, hey, Dermody guy, uh, he was tall. You know, I mean, and he's basically, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, two, he's been in in the, not the show, but in the major league since 2010. Or not the, the uh, you know, organized baseball, you know, playing in NCAA and, and all that stuff, making his way, uh, hit the minors in 2013. So this is about the same time. Never really caught on. 
played a little bit with Toronto, only 22. And he's basically the exact same guy that we just saw, uh, are talking about. He's and, just uh, two Trevor feet Keller. Taller. He's two feet taller and comes over the top. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, yeah, exactly. They're, <laughs> and he throws with his other hand. Well, I mean, he's the, left, he's the lefty version of the other guy. <laughs> he's, he's like, uh, twins, only everything's different. Yeah. Well, it's, it's good. Maybe they could like <laughs> combine them. All right. You, so, all right. Hear me out on this one. You sew them together. You take, yeah, right. You've got, okay. you, you just, you cut them at pitch lap. This is what you do. You cut them straight in half or, or you make them two headed. We'll, we'll let them be two headed. But it's their arms that they need. Yeah. It's, we, it's we, need. One of the heads. we just need the arm, Danny. That's true. So we can just like sew them on uh, maybe this other guy, Joe, Joe Biagini. No, Joe Biagini that we'll get to him next, but basically Matt Dermody with, from the left side, Trevor Kelly from the right side, you make a two headed pitcher. One throws from the left. One throws from the right. You keep them in there for what? Two, three innings. There is your answer to Craig council's bullpen usage. One person created created in pitch lab as um, like a, a basically a conjoined twin pitcher that can pitch from both sides of the plate or both sides of the mound. Two batters a book from both sides. You know where I'm going with this, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. He, he's sort of like the lab grown version of that pitcher that uh, I was he with. I feel like New York had the the guy that could pitch with either hand. Yeah, throws with both arms, yeah. And he had the fancy glove that he could switch hands. Well, I mean, that dude Jim Abbott, like, had a no-hitter with one hand. Well, he had no hands, though. That's like, you, that's, that's, he didn't have no hands. <laughs> he had no hands. He was up there. He was throwing with his neck. The amazing no-handed pitcher. He's, he just got the ball in his mouth. He's like, show. Okay, so yeah, so he goes back. He catches. He, he only had one hand, but that's kind of the opposite of what we're talking about. You never wondered which hand this guy was going to throw with. Oh, that he only had one thing. If if he get yeah, it, well, the interesting is he didn't know what he was going to catch with. Yeah, exactly. That's what he paid the price of admission on his starts for. No, but uh, no, if if let's say you don't know, he's got like this two-sided glove. You know, I don't know, a regulation two-sided glove. I'm put in, it's like, looks like this, but it like comes apart like Velcro. And you don't, and the ball's like inside the glove. And so you don't know what um, Matt Kelly or Trevor Dermody is going to throw. So he pulls his glove apart, and you don't even know if he's going to throw with his right or his left hand. Either way, it's coming at you. It's going to be – spin rate's going to be off the charts because of pitch lab. And I'm just saying this is the new market inefficiency. <laughs> new market reliever that throw with both hands. <laughs> right. All right. So, And you know what the Cubs love about it? My brain hurts from even you know thinking what? about it. I mean, and the Rickets are into this because you know what they love about it is yeah. they're getting they're getting two players for the cost of one. It's literally a split deal. Yeah. <laughs> you get it, uh, a split deal. <laughs> I'll be here all week. No, really, I won't. <laughs> so no, no. Here's the last guy, Joe. <laughs> Joe Joe Biagini. File photo right there. Uh, <laughs> 
He is an Italian genie, and he's come out of the bottle from the Blue Jays. He's a Joe Pizza Genie. Joe, he's Joe Pizza Genie. Joe Pizza Genie. Joe, Joe Pizza Genie. Not only does he pitch with his right hand, but he's 30 years old. He pitches uh, with his right hand for now. For now, yeah, until uh, he gets a little lefty sewn onto him. So, uh, no, he owns a pizza restaurant. No, he doesn't. He, he does not. I'm making stuff up about this guy because we'll probably never hear, hear about him again. That is my – that's why I put him last because you know, this is the most fun we'll ever have with Joe Pizza, J.D. And it's yeah, we're right never going to see him again. Yeah, because he's not going to make the team because he, he is basically – who is that dude? Oh, God. Oh, the Dutch oven. Oh, God. Yeah. He was bad. I the will Dutch- tell you, though, Pizza Genie sounds like one of those – uh, like somewhere in the Midwest, the town is not much more than like a truck stop and there's a pizza place and it's called Pizza Genie. Like it's totally, that's exactly what that's called. As soon as I saw there was a place that was actually called Pizza Genie, um, when I Google searched, Google image searched that, well, let's put them back up because that's a fabulous. Oh, that that's actually called Pizza Genie? Yeah, it's actually called. So let me explain this, this to the <laughs> podcast listeners. There, uh, I'm going to go top. Bottom to top, there is a lamp, and out of this lamp is coming what seems to be a slice of pizza that ends up being the body of a genie holding a pizza, and I'll grant you three toppings free. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. I'll grant you free. Three. You know, when I saw that in the rundown, I, I totally thought we had a sponsor. I'm like, oh, shit, we're moving up in the. No, no. I, I just want to open up a place called Pizza Genie and not only get sued by the white Christmas people, but also the guy that came up with the name Pizza Genie. Because that is an amazing because, you know, if you made everybody in there dressed like, you know, genies and be like and act like genies, be like, I'll grant you three toppings free. Like people would flock like there are a lot. I mean, I'm going to take over, you know, the Starbucks closed by Wrigley Field. Oh, yeah. Rickards, you know, Rickards was charging too much. Well, that's where we're just going to open up our pizza genie and watch the freaking profits roll in. Like, I don't, I'll pay Ricketts whatever. Doesn't matter. Pizza genie, I'm selling those slices, five bucks a slice at least. And it cost me a dollar. That's four dollars a slice lying around the corner all the way through Gallagher Way. We got, uh, in fact, we'll hire Joe Pizza Genie to be, uh, you know, our spokesman. He'll be the main guy. like, this guy was once on the Cubs, you know. Or Cubs Pizza G. We got to tie in Cubs. I'm working on it. I got a lot of things going on tonight. I got the Pitch Lab, conjoined twin people. Now I got Joe Pizza Genie. There's just, yep. you know. Hey, don't be a genie when you can be a Pizza, pizza Genie. genie. Exactly. <laughs> well, here's Joe Pizza Genie's numbers. And he actually has a little bit more major league experience, but it's not really all that exciting. So uh, he was with Toronto, and they. I mean, they kind of were hanging around. I, were, were they? They haven't been good for a bit. I know that. Well, they were good in that era. 2016, 2017, yeah. 2018. Yeah, he was, you know, pizza genie-ing in uh, Toronto. 119 innings pitch, which, which you can guess he did start 18 games that that year. 2018, he started four games. And then they just made him a reliever in 2019, uh, 2020. But, you know, 64 innings pitched as a reliever. Uh, he ended up with a 459 ERA, which isn't going to, you know, 
excite you. That was in 2019. Then he went over to Houston. He got worse. So, and, and then, uh, I don't know, he did pitch a little bit last year. It did not go well. 4.1 innings pitched, and he gave up 10 runs. <laughs> it could be worse, right? I mean, and only one home run, though. So, and he he did strike out four in 4.4 innings, 4.1 innings. So, I don't know. Reclamation. We're going to see what the pizza genie still has in his magic lamp, I guess. Maybe, maybe you know, he's got a lot of grease on those fingers. Yeah, a lot of put a little grease on those fingers. See what he can slide up there. We'll see what uh, Joe Pizza GD has. Um, but I, I want him to make the team just because you know Pizza GD. Oh yeah, and I mean, we, you know, he, instead of a, a slider, he'll throw a slicer. <laughs> oh God, we'll have such fun fun with it. So we're all rooting for the Joe Pizza Genie. Um, but yeah, that's what we got. We got a couple of mats, si- <laughs> a, a, a conjoined twin um, uh, pitcher. And a, a monster, yeah. And a, a joint twin monster pitcher coming out of Pitch Lab and a pizza genie. Whew, I'm tired talking about that. Um, <laughs> I really am. I'm just like, I could really take a nap after after all that. Because to try to make, you know, you, we put out a show here at the Sunranto Show. But to try to make these sightings entertaining in the in the least. You got to be looking for every single angle. Well, and after all that pizza, a lot of us do like taking naps. We do. Now, here's some bad news. Uh, <laughs> this- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what were we just doing, Danny? If, if, if we're about to get to the bad news, what was all that shit we well, just the did? The good news is I was able to make that bad news at least entertaining. The, <laughs> the, the bad news is, is I'm about to kick you in the nuts I- with the rest of the stuff. What come again? I didn't hear. We're you. About, yeah, the bad news was fun, and now we're just going to kick you in the nuts. Yeah, I'm sorry about this, everybody, but uh, there's nothing I can. There's nothing I can. Uh, I can't put lipstick on this pig. Um, so the Zips projections came out, and it's early. I get it. Um, between uh, basically, they don't know who's going to be in left. Uh, Bodie. Uh, Hermosillo, who I don't think we even talked about, uh, that the Cubs got, uh, Bryant possibly doing a little left field until he gets injured out there, uh, being like a 1.4 war, uh, Hap Hermosillo, uh, platoon in center being, that's Michael Hermosillo, by the way. Did we talk about him? No, we did not. We've been doing some other stuff for the last couple of weeks, so. Yeah, I guess we forgot about Michael Hermosillo. There's always one guy that falls through the cracks and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Who's this guy? They're like, oh, we've had him. Um, yeah, like Brett Taylor wrote nine articles about him. Like, <laughs> he played basketball in high school. Like, don't you know? I'm like, no, I somehow missed it. Um, Jason Hayward, uh, two point five WAR. Uh, Horner, uh, one point four WAR. Uh, Baez, in, uh, three point five. I mean, it, apparently, yeah. Zips isn't on the Horner in center field train. Uh. No, I guess not. I mean, it, either way, what I'm looking at here is just like a mediocre team, a mediocre starting pitching situation. Uh, with, they they really don't like, um, you know, Mills or Alzali to do much. Uh, Rhea, they see him taking – or Ray, they see him taking some games. Uh, M- Miller being actually like a negative on the team. They see our all of our relievers together as basically – 
just above, slightly above average. So, like, they don't hate our team. Um, they just don't love it. Like, we don't have any players above who's the highest war on this team? Uh, Darvish, who we're gonna j- just about, we're just about to talk about him getting traded. <laughs> so, at a, yeah. at a four, uh, four wins above replacement. So, I mean, and then Rizzo next. Uh, so, they're even discounting Bryant to Rizzo. Well, I mean, unfortunately, they're doing by position. Positionally, the game's above or wins above replacement. So Bryant's there, but he gets brought down by Bodie. And I think that's where you hit that 3.0. Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, do you discount for him being out for a bunch of games? Well, I mean, maybe. I. It just seems like if Bryant was there alone, he might be a little higher than that. Yeah, that might. That's, that's, that's my Yes. Yeah, but th- they are discounting for him for missing games because Bodie's there. And yeah. I love that they think the DH is going to be negative point one war when uh, supposedly there's not going to be a DH even in the league. Yeah, well, if there is a DH though, and there will be in some games when we play the AL in their ballparks, but either way, we don't have one of those guys. Like Schwarber was going to be that guy. And he will until we got the DH, and then he was never that guy. And then he was never that guy, and he had to be out there in left field because we had nobody else. Yeah. Oh, God, it all went wrong. So, uh, yeah, so Zip's projections, you know, I I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Uh, Trade rumors, our top war guy in the Zip's projections, John Morosi thinks that he's going to go to the Padres, which if you think – I mean – Jed Hoyer worked there. You'd think that maybe he can get some kind of deal done over there. It seems like the Padres would be in a place where they were knocking on the door. They got an exciting young team. You throw a U Darvish into that staff. It's a pitcher's ballpark, too. So in terms of Darvish and a place for him to land, uh, you know, everybody throws around things like the, the Mets or Mets. Well, Mets, actually, yes, New York and the Yankees and, you know, big, big name places, right? Those don't necessarily seem to fit what he's going to do. Now, in, you know, San Diego, in that ballpark, that seems to fit him really well because if he is going to make a mistake, he's not going to be killed for it. I mean, it didn't go well in L.A., But San Diego is not the market that L.A. is. It Absolutely. A completely different story, but they are very close, and he would have to go to L.A. a lot, and it's weird maybe for him. I don't know. Just just throwing that out there. I don't know if that would, you know, say he's got a 12-team no-trade clause. So, you know, not that they can't try to get something done, and then they nix it. You know, can you imagine sitting around trying to figure out the 12 teams you just don't want to go to? Oh, maybe after being around a little bit, you know, you're like, right. I'm never going there because fuck that place. And I'm never going there because that town s- smells like sauerkraut. And I'm never, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever it would be. Uh, but, you know, you have your reasons that you don't want to. And plus, he's from Japan. So, uh, you know, maybe he doesn't even want to go to the East Coast because that's too far away from Japan. Yeah, it's like a day travel. Like West Coast, like that's what made sense when he, w- you know, was out there. Who do you, well, the Rangers he went to first. 
Yeah. Yep. Rangers and then LA. LA and then us. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But I don't, you know, but he was being shopped. I mean, your first team is kind of tough to pick. I know he had options, but. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, it would be really sad if they traded him. It was really fun to watch last year, but it's the absolute right thing to do. I'm just going to come out on this show right now and be like, listen, they do, this team does not have the horses uh, with your Dermody's and your your Kelly's and your Duffy's and stuff like that. You're not going to be winning much of anything, uh, especially if you're in shop uh, in sell mode. You got to sell what you got. And a 20 million when when somebody like Trevor Bauer is going to look for, you know, I don't know. What's he looking for? 35 million a year. Some yeah. weird contract. Like, something. But, but only for one year. Like he wants one year, but he wants 35 million or something. Now I did look, uh, I was looking at the U Darvish stuff and I believe, what did I see? I saw something like, uh, in order to get a trade going for you Darvish, they're going to need Babe Ruthian sort of return on that. Uh, we talked, a couple of weeks ago about how Jed Hoyer, it was maybe he wasn't going to be such a like pain in the ass about having to win every trade, a million to one sort of thing. But the U Darvish thing, something like that sounds like they would have to win a million to one, you know, in order to make that trade happen, which means might not happen. Now that being said, Maybe somebody does go for it because you have three years on that contract. And actually, even with the multiplier, you know, or whatever, the extra million, it's a pretty good contract that actually this is the highest and then it'll go down in the next couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, so a team that's on the rise like the Padres does make a heck of a lot of sense because you got to know they're going to be hanging around for a couple of years. And the Dodgers will say. Unless the Cubs are like, you got to give us, you know, three guys that are on your team right now, like on your major league team. Well, then see, I they're like, I don't. Think yeah, then they're like, fuck you. Yeah, I don't think that's what the Cubs are doing though. The Cubs do want, you know, maybe I I can see like multiple players coming over, and that that maybe two of them, and I'm talking about, you know, maybe some high end. I, I don't think. The Padres will never trade away their best prospects. But you might get a handful of, hey, this guy could be somethings. You know what I mean? Like, you might get four or five of those guys. You're like, this guy will probably crack a roster and do something for you for a couple of years. You know what I mean? He might might not be a Hall of Famer. He's not a – like, you're not going to get a Hall of Famer in this, in this hall. But you might get a couple of really playable – Builds in, fit into the roster for a bunch of years, guys. Like, I want to say, like, what Kyle Schwarber was supposed to be or um, or a Bodie. Yeah, but that's right. Leaguers who can work, but maybe, like, Bodie plus. Bodie plus. But, that, but that's frightening when you're thinking of the guy you're giving up. I mean, this year doesn't seem to be – really much of a chance of anything exciting happening for the Cubs, but they could win the central. It, they could win the central. It, that's possible. And they could 
expand the playoffs until every team gets in that wants in. Like, I think you just like, it's $10 entry fee. And then, uh, you know, you've got a guy like you Darvish who let's face it. He was Cy Young guy should have been the Cy Young, you know, got jobbed out of it. That's not really the guy you want to give up in that situation for a Bodie plus or for three Bodie pluses. Even. Three, three Bodie pluses. <laughs> and up you Darvish off the team. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Artie chimes in with the, uh, you know, the 12 team, no trade clause. If that place doesn't have a pizza genie, I wouldn't want to play there. Truth. You got to have a pizza genie, and we're going to have one opening up in the Starbucks right outside of Wrigley Field in 2021. That's going to be one of our new complicated T-shirts, Pizza Genie. <laughs> no one will understand that one bit <laughs> unless they happen to have listened to this show. I mean, I might just steal that logo. You know, it's not under copyright. That's that. I mean, this logo uh, of the the Pizza Genie literally is what it is coming out of a lamp. It, you know, that was looks like it was designed actually it looks well designed that was drawn by somebody who really took a few art classes yeah i like that I'm, and I'm, that was drawn well know? but that's okay, a few art classes, a few art classes but like maybe like high school art classes like that friend you had that drew some good shit yeah. but just that's not their job yeah i'm like can you draw docket on my notebook so i look cool <laughs> <laughs> My, I can't. I can't get the little uh, the lightning bolt in my Metallica M. Exactly. My lightning bolt looks like a backwards S. So, so I used to have some badass. Like, you know, I was really good at drawing the uh, Led Zeppelin, the four little Led Zeppelin symbols. Uh, that man, was yeah. that was mine. I knew, I, put on I knew early that was not my forte, so I did not try. Um, let's talk about uh, Ian Happ a little bit going on the score. I did, yeah. not, I did not hear this interview. Did you hear it? No, but uh, I was just flipping around through and found the conversation that came up. And this is this is something I've been saying for months. It's I love to see that other people who actually have a voice that people hear saying it. Um, but yeah, Ian Happ talking about how the owners are making it seem like they lost a lot of money, but they really didn't. What they lost was projected money. They projected to make $10 billion this year as they have for the last three years and with no fans and, you know, less games and all that stuff, they made much less than that. But the word that I just used there was they made much less than that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and Ian Happ is calling that out. You know, he's like, they won't open their books because they don't want us to see how much they made. I'm paraphrasing. These are not his words, but yeah. But he's saying they won't open the books because they don't want to see how much they made. Right. Because they're trying not to pay us. They're trying not and, to pay their hand. Yeah. And, you know, and Ian Happ says, uh, you know, you don't see the players saying stuff like that. Like the players did not claim that they lost any money this year, even though they made 30% of what they should have made. They made money and that's how they're playing it. They're saying that's how they do it because that's how human beings talk about making money. When you make more money, 
then you lost. You made money. And you don't claim, well, I only played a third of the season, so I lost two-thirds of all my money this year. That's, yeah. I mean, you could say that, but that's not true. You didn't lose yeah, you didn't any money. Lose money. You made money, but you didn't, you didn't lose it. You just made less than you thought you were going to make. And, and it, that is, would, and the only difference that I could see is that the Rickets are in debt up to their eye teeth. And so, you know, corporations are people, you know, as, as yeah. according to the Supreme Court, although they are not because of the different way that that works. Um, in that the the Ricketts, I don't think they have any money. Like ultimate, I mean, they have family money and they've got a Cayman Islands account and stuff. Uh, you know, they got some offshore shit that if they, they've got money that they can't use for this stuff, because then that would be tipping their hand that they have money. They owe so many people money. And then there's this point at which it's a lot of it's debt and then they refinance the debt and it's, and debt is cheap right now. It's like 1%, you know, for, they probably pay less than that because rich people, they, you know, we pay what on our credit cards, 18%, they pay 0.2%, you know, 0.02 even. It's effectively nothing. It is so low that the, you know, just general inflation will go up more than that will. They're printing it. And that's the thing is like there's two economies. There's their economy and there's our economy. And our economy makes, you know, means that like, you know, $45,000 a year is a average, you know, 60000 is an average household income in America, whatever that means. For them, you know, billions, you know, how did the Cubs go from worth less than a billion to $4 billion? Right. They, they bought them for $900 million. Because of debt, because uh, ten years ago, eleven years ago, yeah, and now it's worth four billion. Well, nothing I have is quadrupled in value, you know. It really nothing anyone has, because there was a fucking like massive stock market crash in two thousand eight, and there's been a fucking pandemic this whole year. Like nobody has anything that went up that was that was like uh, crash proof and COVID proof. Except for baseball owners. They're the only ones in, I mean, NFL. So if you own a major league team, NHL, NBA, NFL, you know, whatever, none of their assets like dropped in value. Well, I'm saying they're not worth anything. That the $4 billion, that is the fake play man money that they just print up themselves and make up like, because it's all debt. And that's what I'm saying is like Ricketts won't pour money in the team because, you know, and the millions are not even his concern. It's like, oh, I can't pay this guy 500,000 or a million or, you know, let's get pizza genie in here for fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, they, they are, they are dealing in a different kind of like that is pocket change of this guy. What actually pizza genie is perfect because like what you would spend on a slice of pizza, that's what they're spending on yeah, pizza yeah. genie. He's like, He's like, I thought it'd be a room. Here's Tom Riggins out of date right now. You know, I thought it'd be romantic if, you know, we just kind of ate slices on the street. <laughs> you know, he's not going to bring her anywhere nice. And that's what we're not going to get anything nice, Cubs fans. We're just not. But uh, we're going to get some <laughs> a pizza genie. But what I'm saying is they don't care about the the little money coming in and coming out and stuff. They care about the big money. They need to add up 
all of their properties, everything that they bought about uh, around Wrigley Field, the rooftops, the place across the street, the apartments, like that was all bought with debt. And so the debt is worth whatever you can get for it. And but those creditors, they're still they still have that number on their books as it's worth this. Nobody is willing to take the haircut there. They want to bail out. They want, you know, they're going to try. Yeah, everything and they have the money because the team is worth the four billion. Right. That's what we're talking about. And all the money that they they take in debt on this is based kind of a bond upon that, like a 4 billion, like, well, you own this thing that you can sell for 4 billion. So we can easily give you up to $4 billion worth of shit. So then they with no $4 billion more, more worth of shit off of they the g- borrow against the team. And then they own that. And then they borrow against that. I mean, and that is the shell game that these people play. And I, I'm saying it's a giant shell game and, and we ain't, but it. they have a hundred something billion already. They just don't want to use any of that money to pay their debts. No, that's for them, dude. That's for them. That's their right. money. So, yeah, it's it's that asshole dude that you let five bucks, and you see him out all the time doing shit, but he won't give you your five bucks back. <laughs> and you're like, just buy me a beer, bro. Just like <laughs> I know, just like well, dude. Like at some point, you're like. Fucking pizza genie, dude. Just grab me a slice and we'll fucking call it even. I don't care. Just give me something. Gentlemen, did you let yourself um, go during quarantine? You know, is it time to, you know, take care of uh, the uh, twigs and berries down below? Well, I'm here to tell you about Manscaped. And they're here to give you a fresh start in 2021 with their Perfect Package 3.0 that has all the right tools for your tool. Uh, So you got to come out of quarantine, you get yourself a vaccine, and you're going to have clean balls thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof little puppy has a skin-safe trimmer, and it's going to reduce nicks to your two best friends. The third-generation trimmer even has a light to give you the glow that you need in 2021. It's also time to freshen up down there in the new year with the Crop Preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You put deodorant on your armpits. Why aren't you putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body, your balls? And for the -the on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver. It's a ball toner spray. So 2020 sucked. It was terrible. So make sure that your little boys are refreshed and ready for new beginnings in 2021. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and are hands down the best underwear you will ever own. So a guy with hairy balls is pretty much like the year 2020. Don't be that guy. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the armchair code. That's armchair, that's your code, at manscaped.com. I guarantee your balls will thank you. Get 20% off free shipping. Code is armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and make Santa Claus proud. The Sunranto Show is also brought to you by Bet Online. 
because football's in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. Now, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online goes the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today, use the promo code ARMCHAIR, and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, it's your online sportsbook experts. Back to the show. So, and, and here's a prime example, because I wrote this down too, is that uh, the Ricketts kind of, it, uh, did you write this down, that the Ricketts avoided luxury tax penalties? or did Oh, yeah, that was fine. I oh. was deep in the, sorry, my, my shit, I got to move. Yeah, you got excited. See, I got excited earlier. Now you're getting excited. You're moving all around, screaming in the mic. But yeah, the Ricketts are not going to get hit with monetary penalties this year. Yeah, so they were over the luxury tax. We should preface by saying that they we thought we didn't really talk about it, but like they would have had their second year penalty at that point. Correct? Yeah, they they uh yeah, so they would have had a second year penalty. All the teams come up and we were wondering about this, right? Like how did they keep adding people to this roster and then not Yeah, cuz they, they, they were going to trade Wilson and Bryant last year. To save yeah. on to get under the tax because that's was the point they wanted to get under the tax. Yeah. Well, what happened was MLB, right? Because the owners yeah. actually run all this shit. Yeah. They decided, you know what? Because of COVID, we're just not going to do that shit. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no monetary penalties. Yeah, it's the same. That's that's what I mean. Like it is the same as the money. That's why I'm drawing that parallel. It's the same as the four billion dollars. It's the same as all the debt. They're just making up their own damn rules. Luxury tax penalties, eh, let's not do those this year. Yeah, you know? Right. So they just decided not to do them. But the Cubs are still considered two-time offenders because they were $8 million over that cap that they were supposed to get under. So $8 million. Remember, like, when we were coming to, like, they're going to get so close and then just not make it? Yeah, that's what happened. Right. $8 million over the cap. Uh, so they still have to cut this year because even though they didn't, have any penalties monetarily or anything like that this year. If they stay over the luxury tax next year, the third year penalties will kick in, which that's when we start to get into uh, international money and draft picks. Yeah. Well, they're not gonna, we already know that. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know what the, the most current tally is, but I, I mean, they're under now. They're waiting. And they're not yeah. going to go over. They're going to they're going to field a Philip Irvin ridden pizza genie team, and that's that's what we're going to look at. And we've seen it before. It's just been a while. We, you know, do we do we still have the fish truck as well? The fish truck is gone. Oh fuck! Oh oh, you mean Jeremy Jeffress? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to remember who was that fish uh, truck. Uh, Jeffress is gone. Not on the team. Yeah, Jeffress is. Yeah. Gone. I mean, here's your relievers: Kimbrel, Wick, uh, Adam. Underwood, oh, Danny. I was just hoping to have some some fish and za. You know, like yeah, pizza genie and yeah, no, exactly. That's that'll be the best part of going down there. Um, <laughs> except for the fact that you've been vaccinated. That will actually be the best part of being able to go to Wrigley Field again. Is that you can now uh, yeah. go to Wrigley Field again? Yep. So um, anyway, oh, geez. The only I don't part, go on to the first part. part. Well, well, the new rules. I, I think we just we could just say that it looks like 
I mean, you just got to accept these things. You got to, you know, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. Oh, there's another copyright strike. Yeah, you know. Uh, oh, my God. And that's God. Disney, man. They might shut us down. Uh, but, uh, no, it, it looks like the runner on second of all rules, the extra inning runner on second rule looks like they're people like, yeah, it was pretty cool. And, of course, it's cool to them because they don't want to stay there all night playing baseball. They're like, three hours is enough, everybody. This this is the fucking problem with all of these rules. Nobody is thinking about the good of the overall game going into the future. Like they're like, well, it was kind of fun. Well, I think I kind of liked it, but they're not looking at what is actually going to happen to this fucking game. You are taking away home field advantage from the home team. That's number one with this. You know, runner on second. Don't give me this fucking bullshit, Len Casper, that everybody is fucking on the same thing and it's good to have. Shut the fuck up. If you start an inning with a guy in scoring position and you're the home team, you're already fucked. Like, you're already like, what the hell? Like, now I got to fucking pitch around this dude. Do you put your closer out there because you need somebody to fucking close that shit down, but then he's not available if you get to the next inning, you know, or what? Like you have to stop everybody. Like it goes from like being able to work through the fucking inning and play the game like it's supposed to be played to, well, now we just have to strike out all three batters, which is boring as fuck or, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like if you're going to, if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it is loaded, it's loaded. That's the only way to do it. So that at least it's a bunch of different fucking situations going on. But even that's bullshit because you're still putting the home team at a disadvantage. If you want to do this fucking rule, home team bats first from the 10th inning on, because you don't want to take the home field advantage away from the home team. That's the whole fucking reason that they have the home team. Jesus Christ. How do you fucking not know this, you morons? I'm, I'm a little late on the graphic, but uh, Michael Cotton rant in progress right now. Oh, my God. That you burnt yourself out and that <laughs> fucking the gasket. It kills me, you know, and then. But that's the thing. You're ruining the integrity of the game. You're taking away something that's been there for a hundred and fucking fifty years, and you're you're changing it completely so that the home team doesn't have that advantage at the end of the game. That's that's what's happened. You may as well fucking put a clock in and just say it's a tie game after three hours, and everybody fucking go home. And it's only been seven innings, but who gives a shit? Well, and that's what I'd be for. If you want to shorten the game. Oh, well, Fuck you, Danny. No, no. If, <laughs> no I'm just saying, if you want to shorten the game, have ties. You got, oh, have ties, yeah. Have like ties. after the 12th. Have that be an extra win-loss tie. And it, the win's worth this. Uh, you know, like hockey works, like a, a couple of the sports work. Because well, they used to do that because games would run too late and they didn't have lights. Oh, sure. I mean, we how many ties have we? It, there were a lot of Well, we 2016. Ties. Because the Cubs, they're like, well, we'll play it if it matters. And you're like, well, uh, it's the Cubs, so it's probably not going to matter a whole lot. It might matter to the other team. They come in and beat the pants off our AAA guys, you know, at the end because, you know, Sammy Sosa has already taken a flight back to the DR. Um, yeah. 
I'm just saying. That's one short. Yeah, that's the only. already out of the building. Yeah, Sammy has left the building. But you know, I'm 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 just saying, like, have it be a tie after twelve. Yeah. If you can't finish it up by twelve innings, tie. If that's your fucking concern, then do that. You know, or I I don't know. There's, There's, I'd rather that than uh because that inflates pitchers' ERAs. And it makes a different era of baseball. That poor sorry sap that's got to start that inning with the runner on second that he didn't put there is garbage. Yeah, you just fuck that dude. You like even if it doesn't him. count against his ERA, you still just fuck him. Well, and maybe you're not using your closer. Now, usually it's about matchups, batter, pitch, you know, lefty, right? right. But you have to you have to face three, Danny. That <laughs> I'm gonna face three. I. I like how it was before, but like, you know, they. But I'm just saying, you can't really do the matchup when you have that situation because it's not like you can bring in three different batters or pitchers to get you through the inning. You're going to save your strikeout pitcher in the ninth inning. Like in a tie game when maybe you were going to use, if I guess you're going to need a couple because you're going to need to get out of that ninth when you still have, let's say, 3 3 game going in the ninth, nobody scores. You know, you're going to use your pitcher that is going to – your closer. You're not going to use your closer in a tie game in the ninth is what I'm saying. You're going to need – you're going to save your strikeout pitcher, though, whether it's the closer or not, which probably is, you're going to save that person for having that runner on second. You might not use your closer in the ninth in a tie game now because the matchups – like, you kind of – I don't know. It, it just, I I need to think about how this works because you right. probably need them either way, but you're going to want to save your closer, your strikeout pitcher for having a runner on second more than anything. Like you'd rather almost give up a run in the ninth and try to tie it depending on where you are in your order than go into a extra inning situation. Or you're going to go out there and you're going to tell him walk the first guy because you got to put the fucking double play in the order. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to. And then you're fucking yourself even more because now you got two guys on with no no. There's there's a new strategy. What I don't like about it at all is that that runner did not earn their place on second base. Right. And, yeah, the the runner does not earn their place. And my biggest issue is, as I've said a million times, it's the fact that you take the home field advantage away because if you're playing from behind – you are at a disadvantage. If you are out there and you have a runner in scoring position and no outs, you are already behind. If that guy scores, then the next inning, you have to score two. Yeah. The home team has to score more runs. Yeah, which makes you have to play more runs. Totally different. You know, that you would, it, you know, because it, it, yeah, if you're the road team, I, I do see how it puts you at a bit of an advantage. Like you're just, you know, like, okay, let's scratch this run out. So they have to score two. That's all you got to do. Scratch a run out because then, you know, then we'll try and, uh, you know, play good defense and that's all we need to do. We don't have to do any more than that. And then we're going to get, if they do get one run, we're automatically going to jump back out there, you know, in the, the home team is not sitting there thinking, don't worry about that guy. If he gets in, 
All we have to do is score one because they know that then they got to play another inning. Okay, how about this, Michael? Uh, Facebook user chimes in. I don't know who this is, but uh, what if they gave them two outs with a runner on? So, like, an inning now is – so, <laughs> in a second, and there are two outs in the inning. So, you got to score. And so, and you, so you want to go fast? What, you know, you want to save your relievers? They only have to face one batter. And that's your inning. Let's let you can have at that point. At that point, you just you got to score that dude and tie it. And like that's insane. at that point, Bryce Harper's dad comes out and he just starts throwing to everybody, and we see how many homers they hit. So, um, <laughs> all right. and the other new rule that we still have no word on is the DH, which the Cubs don't have. Yeah. One. So, well, Guy Serious says it's one step away from starting with a one-one softball count. Yeah, it it really is. I mean, and they're trying to shorten the game. I get it. And that's probably in their market research, what everybody's saying. It's like, uh, you know, and if you go to a 16, 17 inning game and you stay for the whole thing, you will be one of very few fans left in the ballpark, you know, especially depending on the weather at Wrigley Field, how it goes. But yeah, it's I, I understand that most people don't like it and that more people would be engaged. But I'm saying and that it would rest the players. It probably does make sense that you shouldn't like wear these people out like to the extreme. So have ties if that's how it's right. going to, you know, just exactly. like the, better, answer, it, the yeah. better answer is ties. You know, if you're going to do it, do the ties instead, you know, and if you want to get real fucking nuts with it, you throw in that NHL bullshit where they get three points for a win one point for a loss, which why would you get one point for a loss? I don't fucking understand. And then you and then both teams get one point for a tie, you know, and then you move on with your day. Like it's a fucking weird ass. I'm not sure how those points work, but that's what the NHL does. And I think that's what uh, soccer teams do. Like there are other ways to do so it in which you can handle it. Well, and I think they're going to take this pandemic and this upheaval and the CBA, which is coming up, which I, I don't think anybody. Here's one thing that I was thinking about. Facebook user says, I'm not a Facebook user. I'm a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. We'll, we we recognize you. Facebook user. Facebook user. I'm a Patreon. Thank oh. you. Thank you for your Thank you for donation. your your support. I would love to know who you are because that was a great point. Oh, yeah, what if they no. two, two outs with the runner on? So identify yourself if you want. Um, but it, one thing I was thinking about is that you know I don't think that the owners or the players can afford. I, I joke. We've joked about it that there's going to be a strike. Everybody's been like, there's going to be a strike after this next year because they're not. They're not going to be able to agree on this CBA. I don't think they can afford to do it. Because this year is going to be another awkward year where the money's going to be down and they're going to be like, okay, that's two years in a row. We can't have a third year. Like, you'll see the end of all of this, you know, like probably the end of this show anyway, because we'll have nothing to talk about. We, it'll morph into something even stranger. But, um, you know, it, what I'm saying is like that players cannot afford to miss next year. So they're working on all these rules to make, you know, whether it be DH or runner on second and stuff, they are experimenting now. There's going to be another experimental year, I think, when they do all this stuff and then they figure out what it all means ultimately within contracts and the players. And then, and I'll give them that year because it, it is a year of upheaval. Uh, this last year was forced the implemented season. And then this next coming year, 
I think, um, you know, they're going to experiment. And if that's what we're watching, I'm all for it because it's going to give us a lot to talk about, about, about what we enjoy about the game. Different generations will have different opinions. Different people will have different opinions about what is working for them and what isn't. Um, so I, I'm kind of here for the conversation if it's going to take a year. I think that's kind of cool that we have like a market research baseball year with the as cup fans and you know and they're gonna fuck it up. I mean, I have got no we'll have a lot to complain about, but my my dream, my dream is this. The owners fuck themselves. That's my dream. I, I want them to just you know, just step all over their own dicks, you know, and not get out of their own way. And the players turn to the minor league ballparks and say, hey, you guys got fields. Let's fucking play. And then we end up with like uh, three different major leagues. We have a West Coast League, a Central League, and an East Coast League. And they literally just they start playing that way. And we get in and they and they absolutely fucking kill the major leagues like the major leagues no longer exist. There's no more Chicago Cubs or White Sox or Yankees or any of them and they because lose. they decided to be dicks. And because of it, they're all gone. But guess what? The players d- don't lose because, you know, they don't make as much, but they can still make uh, money. The, the minor league ballparks that just keep getting fucking rammed, they start to make more money because now they have the major leagues. And the fans – it's better for us, right? Because we're actually getting real baseball and we don't have to deal with these fucking billionaire shitbags for another like 20 years until the minor league teams become billionaire shitbags. Well, but, hey, the thing is we want to watch the top talent uh, at what cost do you want to watch it? And, you know, you see a lot of these very talented players actually choosing instead of playing in the major leagues to go and play three, four years in Japan, or I've been watching some Taiwanese baseball. I mean, I've been watching the Dominican Winter League, which has been freaking marvelous to watch because I've been practicing my Spanish. I mean, it's I, I got to get on that. I, I keep forgetting to buy that. It's just a matter of time before they start probably broadcasting in English, too, because there are a lot of players that are in and out of the major leagues, you know, that, I mean, Junior Lake I've been watching down there. It's been very entertaining, and... You get the bat flips. They're having fun, you know, and the players. They don't have 150 years of bullshit stopping them from enjoying themselves. I'm sorry, but like it'll be the fourth inning and like they'll go up three to two. Okay. Like in the fourth, the players look at each other and they start dancing. They're like doing the twist, dancing all around. They got the music going. No fans are in the stands, by the way, right now. Uh, Same down there as it would be here. Um, pandemic rules but they played extra innings the other day i believe i saw a game go 12 there was no runner on second in the dominican winter leagues so you know what maybe i'm now i'm just gonna watch that you know i do anyway but um anyway it would what if yeah what if it splinters out i'm gonna want to watch the top talent but what i'm saying is there's a lot of top talent victor caratini you actually just made the argument that you you don't need to see the top talent you, you're right. watching baseball. absolutely it makes you uh you like to see the top talent you like that you know junior lake's name but you know he's not top talent but you you like that 
he's he's down there. Uh, Jumbo Diaz is pitching down there. You know some of these guys. That was fun to see. Um, but guess what? We'll we'll find out these guys' names. And whereas if you put one of those teams against major, maybe a major league team, you know the Cubs versus the Toros, the Cubs might win most of those games. Not all of them, but most of them. And there might be a, a very definite like gap. But guess what? If they're not playing, there's no gap because the team that's playing, that's the team. That's the best in the league. That's the fucking best players because they're the ones on the goddamn TV, not the ones fucking sitting at home. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you could be the best, you could be goddamn, uh, shoeless Joe Jackson, but guess what? He didn't get to be the best player after they kicked him out of baseball. Yeah, and Pincus writes in, I hope the players say fuck you and they barnstorm. And, you know, that uh, was brought up. They can do that. That was brought up by uh, Luis Medina, too, uh, on uh, outside the Ivy last year. He's just like, he's like you know, because so, we were talking about the uh, the players that, um, yeah, uh, like, uh, uh, what's his name? The, the uh, who who is the guy that was, it doesn't matter. Like, all the players that were not signed at spring training. He said right. they should have their alternate when they had their alternate minor leagues and their their training. Like, why doesn't that become a thing? Like all these players, these contract holdouts, just go and do a night with the Chicago Dogs. Like, you know, why why didn't we Craig Kimbrell do that? For example, we just saw uh, didn't they cut forty two fucking minor league baseball teams? Yeah, there's gonna so be lots that's forty two stadiums that you can go to all over this country. And guess what? You know, send a flyer, send an email, let people know you're coming. They will pack that motherfucker yeah. to see the game. Well, and watching the uh, Caribbean World Series last year with Jose Orlando uh, Mercado was just freaking amazing. You know, I the energy in those stands, it's, it's like when the bleachers are really hopping and everybody's going. But instead of it being like this pre-recorded, you know, YMCA and, you know, all these ads being barked at you. It's like people in the stands with musical instruments having a great time and partying. So it actually, you know, I'm all for that. Yeah. Chicago dogs, like, listen, I love the Cubs. I love Wrigley Field. It, you know, this is obviously like the heart to all of us and why we even do this show and talk about this team. But I want more options. And yeah, it, it's kind of funny. I do kind of want the owners to shoot themselves in the dick. And, uh, you know, I don't think they will. Uh, because they got a lot of money and they got a lot of like people with money rarely ever lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it hasn't happened for a long time, but um, you know, they're, they're going to, we're going to keep going out there and, uh, and, but I like that we have more options and maybe it won't be quite the thing it was before. Um, Tony LaRusa news, as we predicted, or had, had heard <laughs> in, uh, on a, a show recently, Tony LaRusa has been sentenced to one day of home confinement <laughs> and uh, a 13, yeah, $1,300 fine. I mean, during a pandemic, right. We're supposed to stay home right now. Right. That's the whole point of the pandemic. And so Tony LaRusa, uh, he, he got sentenced finally for how many, how many DUIs does he have? Two, I think, that we know about. Two, but but like a normal human being, like if I got two two DUIs, I, I would spend like a what? 
I have no DUIs, for example, and I'm a oh. drunk. No, no, I'm, but I'm, but I'm saying if you got two DUIs, you'd spend a month in jail. Yeah. And then home confinement. Yeah. And then home confinement and a, uh, a, you know, wrist bracelet or a, a ankle bracelet. And then a, um, yeah, I probably have to, I don't know, do community service and stuff. Tony's got to do 20 hours. So he's already volunteered to haul away all the hot dogs that Todd Ricketts has thrown away. <laughs> so. Congratulations, Tony, on that plum gig. Well, I heard that I thought Tony Larusa had decided to, for his twenty hours, to work on I don't know some sort of benefit song. Yeah, well, th- this only counted as two hours, and I, you know, so you just let the cat out of the bag. So we might as well play it. Tony Larusa has sent in a Christmas parody as two hours of his community service. So here's O Tony Knight. night the phoenix bars are closing i drank too much and my car's parked outside i am a hall of famer baseball person i'm kind of drunk but i don't Driving home, then a cop pulls me over. I'll just tell him I'm Tony LaRosa. Walk a straight line, recite the alphabet back. I'm fine to drive, officer, don't you know who I am? I'm fine to drive, red wine, and now I'm doing time. Christmas. Don't drink a drive. It seems that the only part of the community service that made sense was the end when he's just like, don't drink and drive. Like, I guess they told me just has to say that as part of the message, but really it just sounded like he thought he should have gotten out of it. Yeah. I mean, but I guess if, if somebody plays that video for 20 hours straight, then he's done. He's safe. Yeah, so uh, help Tony out and go play that video for 20 hours straight. It doesn't exist anywhere except on my hard drive. (laughs) (laughs) That was from some 1970s kung fu movie overdubbing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It it, it was really kind of strange how he would just go like this the whole time. He should should become a ventriloquist in retirement. So if you guessed it, Tony has kicked off the finals of our – Miss Carol competition over at the Sun Rancher Rangers page. Now, we're just going to play tiny little snippets of each one. 
no discussion. Just gonna kind of play it, and, and you know, we'll, we'll give we'll give a, a quick kind of like yay or nay, and uh, we're gonna start with one we haven't heard yet that I did not play on the last show. Uh, this is Soloto, who also did Casper Baby, which we'll watch the beginning of him pushing his daughter in the face. But got another song this fine fine morning. Uh, I got no music this time because I'm sitting in my work truck. Um, 5.30 in the morning, but that's all right. I think you'll recognize the song. The Cubs season was shit. Fuck, 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 fuck. They didn't win a chip. Fuck, 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 fuck. We lost the O. Epstein. Fuck, 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 fuck. Non-tendered Kyle Schwarber. Fuck, 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 fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. All right, so there's Chris Alona with <laughs> fuck, 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 which I, I, I feel like that's an homage to Bill Sugas, you know, because, you know, he's got his fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But here's uh, Chris Lotto gets bonus points for his entries because of all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth, my two front yeah, teeth. This is my song. <laughs> Dude, just just owned that little girl. He doesn't even know that girl. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's actually the little girl that he does a naughty words podcast with, and he explains. He he talks about the histories of bad words like fuck and shit and bitch. It's it's an amazing yeah podcast. So, yeah, please subscribe to Naughty Words. You know I, we got to have Chris on here sometime to to do uh, naughty baseball words like swear like naughty words that have euphemisms within the baseball lexicon. Once again, I will beg and plead with you. Become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto and never hear another ad again. But if you don't want to do that, at least help the show by every time you shop at Amazon, shop through sunranto.com slash shopping. Click on the little Amazon button. Buy whatever you're going to buy anyway. We get a little kickback. It helps the show. There's MLB shop lids, MLS, NBA, NFL, Bear Mattress. There's vibrators and condoms. There's wine and Reebok. There's StubHub when we can actually go back to the game. And if you want to sign up for Audible, well, you can sign up through us. Uh, so do that. Sunranto.com slash shopping. There's all sorts of ways you can help the show. But please, a dollar a month, $10 a year. That's all we're asking for you to be one of the 92 people that help support us and keep the show on the air. It costs us money to make. And the least you could do is help us out to make the show. Uh, we love you. And uh, back to the show. That was awkward. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Do it. Right. That's yeah. our side project. So, well, uh, actually, I, I may steal that. I'm, I'm working with Chris on a on a side project podcast that we're hoping to, oh, to I start. See. We're hoping to start with the uh, opening of spring training coming up. Yeah, you are basically the uh, the threes a crowd of the threes company spin spinoffs. Is that what they call it? I don't. I don't know. What the fuck are you talking about? No, I, we're the Ropers, man. You're the Archie. <laughs> we're the Ropers, and I'm going to be Archie's place. Uh, <laughs> so uh, now here's Dan Nielsen, who also has a couple that he sent in with tickets be affordable. Tickets may be affordable. 
affordable at Wrigley Field next year. The Cubs will start out 0-10, yellow $5 beer. Ricketts will care, hates baseball, just like Rob and Fred. All they want is to make a buck, they don't give a fuck. Away in Bill's basement, sleep on the couch. Benzo is hiding because his wife is a grouch. So th- there's a, I mean, strong entries. He's playing his own guitar there. Uh, you know, I, I really think that Dan Nielsen, I mean, Chris Soloto, he's got the kid pushing out of the, out of the way in the face. Uh, he's got the fuck, fuck, fuck song, but away in Bill's basement, that's like, that's a long running joke. So it's, it's, really, yeah. and he's playing his own guitar. I mean, the, yeah, the straight up ranchers reference, definitely bonus points. Yeah. And, uh, but then again, Chris was singing in his work truck. I mean, the man is like at work, you know, barely had got any coffee in him. He's like, Oh God, I got to do another song. No, no, no. no. That's, that's not the beginning of his day. That's the end of his day. Oh, it is. He, he works overnight. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought he was starting then. No, no, no. Uh, he's he's about to get off work. So uh, we've got uh, who else we got here? Uh, okay, let's do Bill Sugars, a heavy hitter. We did not play this one on the last show. Let's see what he's got to off. He he's got like five, and we're only gonna do like two. Len Casper is going south side. You better not pout. You better not cry. When Casper's career will die when he goes to Radio Southside. Since I can't sleep anyway, I bring you another holiday song. Cub fans got run over by the rickets. Dumping staff and players, we will scoff. They say COVID caused their money problems. But me and Cub fans say go fuck off. I mean, he really meant that fuck off there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was nice. Um, that We're moving right along. Uh, this is one of my favorites, just because, I mean, uh, John Pincus with his. Uh, <laughs> oh, the, yeah. This is when we were talking about extra points just for how hard this song is. Yeah, it's a really hard song. and But when he. I'm, I'm going to unmute my mic just so you could hear the laughter I break into every time. Because <laughs> I, I didn't even know. I didn't recognize the song at first. So I'm just <laughs> And then when he, when he launches in, I was like, wah! And every time I die. Here he goes. Oh, where, oh, where, oh, where did the go? go? Oh where, oh where, oh where did Leo go? Cubs windows, Cubs windows done, Cubs windows done, Cubs windows done, Cubs we had, we had. It's so good, it's so good. I fucking love it, dude. Like, I was like, because I didn't recognize the oh where, oh. I'm like, is this? I thought it was like, well, yeah, it was the Mannheim steamroller version. Ah, that's why you weren't getting. That's why I was doing the like. Yeah, it's the hard rock version. Like, fucking, he's going to get into it. Yeah, r- remind me to tell you a really boring story about Mannheim Steamroller sometime, but not not tonight. The, tonight's not the night. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not got the night for boring stories. About me. Keeping it live all night. Um, here's uh, Josh. Well, we can't let Bill Sugas win all the prizes. Win all the prizes year. this year. Yeah. I, Malort, so with that, big plus. So with that, we'll, uh, see if you recognize this tune. I saw Willie backflip after home run. All right, that's all you need to hear. Uh, you, you said the Malort was a big plus. Yeah, the Malort in the in the picture was a big plus, but having drank a bunch of Malort before singing, man, that's going against him. Like, he's like, all right, all right, all right, I can do this. I, I, <laughs> I do this. He's like, but here's why I give Josh points. The guy's got a good voice. Did you? He was like. Home run, and he. Had I, I I wouldn't know anything about that, Danny. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast him. No, yeah, I, I I wouldn't know anything about uh, having a good voice or understanding what that no, means. Well, I know we we could prove that right now. <laughs> In fact, I was gonna play this, so let's do it now. Oh, what's that? Hi. Looks like you caught me trimming the old tree. A song, you say? Well, sure. Just give me a moment. Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> well, you, um, you're giving him shit for the lead up, and your thing was like eight, eighty, eight minutes long before you even started. Hey, I got. Hey, you, what you, I have going for me is the writing. I, I uh, <laughs> like writing, setting the scene. Fucking, you know. Now, if I could just cast this with somebody who's better at acting, better at singing, looks better. Uh, that people like. I mean, it might go somewhere, dude. I I thought you were great. I thought you did a great job. I love the costume, Christmas tree, very well put together. Uh, you got your family involved. That was I I I thought it was beautiful. I, by the way, you just entered the contest. You know, even though you only sang one one badly sung note, um, it was, it was all about the it was all about the lead up. This is not about Danny, I, I sing a bunch of badly sung notes. Oh, I know, but we only heard one. Okay. Um, so uh, this one has some badly sung notes, and I, I, I might play a little bit of this because uh, I'm out of drinks. So. <laughs> the day was all rainy. The game start delay. Oh, I, I have to say, when I heard this one, fell out of my chair laughing so hard. Amazing to job. Play. Kyle Hendricks was pitching. Things looked pretty neat. But Milwaukee jumped out to a quick three-run lead. The rally tits lady, no bra for her rack. Unless- All right, I, I could stop it there. Uh, yeah, that I, amazing. Um, 
I laughed so hard. And the fact that he's like hiding in his car so that like his family doesn't hear him sing it. <laughs> oh yeah. It's so good. Every, everything about it. I love, uh, you know, John is a, I believe did he might've entered in years past, but he topped himself this year. I, that might be his first entry, but I loved it. Um, what else? Did we, Oh, Corey did a nice job playing the sleigh bells. I work at Wrigley. I cannot sell hot dogs. I've sold them in the track. A mega hat. 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 A mega Rick gets a swell, maybe they smell. Will Rick itself, please Rick itself. D H is dumb, D H is dumb, D H is dumb, D H is dumb. Marky Network boring, please they bring Dave Kaplan back. Please bring the Catman back. Please bring the Catman back. D H is dumb, D H is dumb, D H is dumb, D H is dumb. I'm not sure why it says Wondershare Fillmore all all over the place. I guess that's uh, Corey's company or something. Yeah. I, I had to hit mute on your button. We were getting a we were we were hearing that song twice at the oh. exact same time. I have no idea how that could be. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, no, that's a, he did a wonderful job on the sleigh bells. Uh, great song, not an easy song to do. Uh, you know, a lot. You know, you got to have to <laughs> have some rhythm. You know. Uh, so I think that's it. You know, those are all our contestants. Um, Shugas, Nielsen, Jurgavan, Furlong, Oberhide, Soloto, and Pincus. Michael, who do you like? <laughs> oh man, this is, this is so tough because, uh, right that maybe that we should night. wait until Crawley's here yeah. and we do them at the same time that we're going to do player grades next week. Ooh. That might be a, a way to do it, along with the player grades. Because, yeah, last week I was thinking Jurgovan right off the top. Yep. But then as we've gone through and I've gotten to, like, re-listen to some of these, man, there's there's a number of them right there with Jurgovan. Like, oh, so Dan Nielsen's stuff, hey, playing the guitar. I did say that you have till Christmas to enter. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Two I more sleeps till Christmas, kids. Yeah, two more, only two more sleeps till Christmas. So I'm saying you could still enter. So if you're out there right now and you're like, hey, I wish I had done that because these guys seem to be having a lot of fun. Like, I think you should still be able to get into it because it's and not, we, this is like, this is like opening your presents two days before Christmas because, you know, you know, Sally is going to go to the Cayman Islands for the holidays. Yeah. If we proved anything, you don't necessarily need to know how to sing. I mean, come on. I'm but, more entertained by just, you know, I really am. I'm more entertained by the by the jerk offs who just get out there and just give it a shot. Because it is it's my favorite thing to hear people singing. It's like the one thing that I'm very sad about that didn't happen this year, which is our Cubs caroling uh, you know, together. We did it online, but still, like I, I missed being together and singing together and hearing bad singers sing with me. It's I love it. I think it's if people sang more, we'd have a better world. I really do believe that. If we've learned anything from the movie Elf, 
if you want to spread Christmas cheer, sing loud for the world to hear. Damn fucking straight. So you have two more days to enter the competition. Um, but every, you know, I'm I'm sorry. I I I do believe in participation trophies. I think everybody's gonna get something because it's only like eight people. <laughs> anyway, it's been a fucked up year, and I really appreciate you guys all um, uh, sending stuff in. I've been very entertained, and I want to say this: I am very entertained by this. I got this in the mail to the Sun Ranto Show. This is artist created handmade card. Uh, you know. Cubs W little Christmas scene. Looks nice, yeah. And it says it's from Bethers Johnson. And it's uh, and it's got a little Wrigley stamp. You can see. Nice, yep. And she says, Merry Christmas. Thank you for giving me laughs and joy through your podcasts. You guys are amazing. Forever thankful for new friends. Uh, you are the shit. XO oh, nothing says Merry Christmas like calling me the shit. Yeah, we are the shit. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. So yeah, so that was really nice to see. So let's uh let's get out of here with some TFCs, finish the episode. Uh I'll play and then I'll play a song, like I always do. So what do you got? Okay, I have I have two of them today. All right. So we we will start with this one. Um it is off of Rakesh Satyal. Who is a, uh, he's a writer. He writes books. He has no affiliation with the Cubs. He's from New York. Nothing about this has anything to do with the Cubs, but I'm going to read you this little thread. Uh, he says, no one is writing the wrong year on their checks this January 1st. I can effing tell you that. Right? Just kind of joking that nobody's putting 2020 anymore. Uh, and then Stephen Farger says, remember when people called 2016 the worst year ever? I missed 2016. We didn't know how good we had it. Then Karen pops in and just uh, hijacks the conversation here. Cubs won the World Series. Thought it would be great. Won on 11-2. Six days later, life as we knew it ended. Trump ruined my Cubbies win. Oh, wow. Followed up by mask-wearing Amy who says, I was quite grateful when the Cubs did not win the World Series in 2017. My dear friend was furious at me, but I said, no, this is a sign of hope. A sign the universe, which was turned inside out in 2016, was back to normal. And then, uh, yeah, there were actually a number of other ones going on. But what is wrong with everybody? What in the <laughs> hell is wrong with those people? I just love that some writer from New York just got hijacked by pissed off Cubs like, fans. fans. I know. He's like, well, yeah. <laughs> well it, like with weird, like voodoo religious ideas about what it all meant. Right. Like, like it really was a vortex. Like I know we joked about it. Oh, when the Cubs win the world series, the world will end. And like, but people like believed that. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe there's a YouTube rabbit hole. We can all go down tonight and have a good time and then wake oh. up. What did I watch? <laughs> it, it's 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 QAnon level bullshit. It is. It really is. But we're all even the most sane of us are now set up to believe this garbage. So, <laughs> so we, we call it out on this show, and I know that you know we don't have a lot of viewers, but the viewers that we do have, like, please go out and tell your idiot friends and family this Christmas that there is a truth. 
And uh, maybe you could find it if you. <laughs> there is a truth. Yeah. And it's that Santa Claus loves you. Yeah, the Santa Claus loves you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's here to bring you presents you don't deserve. Because. <laughs> 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 well, no, only 600, Danny. Yeah. By the way, Ricketts is just like, I can't believe I told the season ticket holders I wouldn't raise their prices. Everyone just got two grand. I want it. I needed to pay off that other guy I, owed a, I owe a bill to. Um, all right. Uh, Michael, this one's about you. Um, did you know that Jurgo stuff? <laughs> he point, Chase McClure pointed out at another thread, and then uh, the singer of the Rally Tits Lady song pointed out that uh, James McClure pointed out that how much of you look like former Cub outfielder and new Phillies GM, Sam Fult. So um, for no good reason, he decided to Google image search other guys named Michael Cotton. <laughs> and some guys gave me, and some results gave me guys named Michael Cotten, C-O-T-T-E-N, and Michael Cottam as well. But here are some of the best. There is a, a bald man. <laughs> Looking straight at the camera with like pointy ears. There's a dude with teeth for days. Kind of looks like Bill Gates got smashed in the face. There's looks like a criminal old man who touches <laughs> little boys. I I I have a uh, I have a, a mug shot from 1999 that looks like that. Yeah, I think that is <laughs> you. Actually, I believe that man. He looks 73, but that was you during your meth day. Yeah, that that's how hard I used to go at it. Yeah, man, oh, dude, you've got stories. That, that should be your podcast. And then we've got a lanyard guy and uh, stock photo, middle aged, did well in middle management guy. Yeah. So I, I have to say, whoever said that I looked like Sam Fold, goddamn thanks. It's well, here's, man. here's Sam Fold. I don't know, man. Tiny ears, and you know. I didn't, <laughs> I know he's backlit here, but his ears are hairy. I mean, come on, look at that. You can see the hair for the back of his ears. Danny, that's all that is all tracking. Are his are his eyelet eyebrows all fucked up too? <laughs> really long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he has got piercing blue eyes and a small face. You have slightly larger features. I don't think you look like him at all, is what I'm saying. Like I don't know. <laughs> I'm that's what I'm saying. I was blown away. I'm like Fucking thank you. If anybody thinks I look, at least they didn't think I looked like uh, Michael Cotton number two in the earlier picture. Yeah. Side story. I taught Sam Fold's nephew in a uh, children. How to hit a ball. And that's why we haven't seen him in the big leagues. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, I taught Sam Fold's nephew uh, uh, music. And he was a toddler. He was a toddler. And his mom brought him to my little toddler music class and i showed up you know a bottle of whiskey and it <laughs> you showed up looking like my uh my mug shot yes looking like your mug <laughs> shot from, from 2011 exactly so <laughs> uh so yeah good times um so i do do you have another tfc yeah i have one more here um all right john thompson glad we saw one the Cubs apparently might be the Halley's Comet of baseball. Yeah, good so. thing he spelled Halley's wrong because it's no, Halley's. It, no, is it? No, that, that's it, how it's spelled. It is? I think so. Haley? Shit, now I got to fucking look some shit up. L-E-Y-S. 
And why is it called that guy after Bill Haley and the Comets? No, it's <laughs> after some scientist named. God damn it. Bill Haley's probably not his real name. It's probably his real name is probably like Ira Rosen. Rosen. No, that is that is spelled properly. But I do, I, I do remember when that came through. I don't know. We were like 12 or 14 or some shit. I remember. But when that thing came through, everybody was like Halley's or Haley's. Like nobody really knew. Yeah. I'm going with Halley's. I'm just going to read it how it's spelled. I didn't think it was a thing. Um, so I got <laughs> that's some QAnon shit there. Danny's like, Halley's Comet doesn't even exist. <laughs> Haley's Comet. Everybody said Haley's Comet. Nobody questioned it when I was growing up. That's what I'm saying. Around here, it's Haley's Comet. Nobody said Halley's. Like, you know, what are you going to call it? Burger Kang? You know? <laughs> no. Haley's you're going you're, you're gonna to call it Burger Gung. <laughs> exactly. Um, so here's I got one here. Uh, this is from Dr. Discipio.com from Discipio. Um, well, it, he retweeted somebody, uh, and it was Ken Rosenthal who had replied <laughs> to somebody named I don't even know what this is about, but Ken Rosenthal's just really got to look who's report <laughs> like he gets caught up like this. Uh, th- this is a window within a window, but Ken Rosenthal said, at Mr. Sugar Penis, read the column. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Discipio says, I read it and leave Mr. Sugar Penis out. <laughs> I do wonderful, love wonderful comedy. I do love when people like Ken Rosenthal who have thousands upon thousands of followers and work for very prestigious, you know, organizations think that they must they must set mr sugar penis right well not only that he put it read the column in all caps <laughs> you know and it's a check mark situation i mean maybe this is all a deep fake but i don't know but uh ken rosenthal uh having any time for mr sugar penis very entertaining and then uh my last bit here michael cotton makes the list he goes on facebook <laughs> to say I see someone has tried to send me a message in Messenger. I don't have that app, and I will not get it. I'm annoyed <laughs> that I am even on this hell site, and I'm not going to download any of their other garbage. And then, then I say, comes on Facebook to complain about Facebook. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed in my reply. Oh, it fucking sucks, man. I I don't want to. I hate Facebook. I hate everything about it. Like I, I seriously, when I got back on Facebook, like for three days, I was depressed. I was like, I felt so. I'm sorry to let your depression. It's been a hard week. I yeah, I, I felt as if I had defiled myself in a holy like just in front of like i don't know a, a kindergarten class like i felt bad about myself you felt, dirty you felt like me a, a bottle of whiskey in in front of sam Fulton nephew <laughs> but i so i have the app on my ipad it's the only place it, it shows up and because facebook is a fucking hell site if you want to direct message somebody you have to have a completely different fucking app it's you know, it's like, I don't even understand. It just fucking, I don't get it. And back in my day, 
when I first started Facebook, Messenger was its a, it was built into the app. I have no That's how it was when I was there before. Yeah. It's only how it is online. Yeah. And then so, you know, now I just have to sit there and just see this little red number pop up and fucking go like one, then two, then three. And I'm like, who the fuck is DMing me? I only have like fucking eight friends and I don't fucking talk to any of them. I don't fucking post. Like I'm only on there to like talk to my neighbors about where my fucking cat is and shit. <laughs> You're like, you see my cat? Right. And, there, and there's some like, some cri- there's a, there's like a Christmas gift that this thing has to do with it. I'm fucking angry about as well but yeah (laughs) well i can't i already already played the michael ranton my fucking mind about facebook it it it's the devil we We know it's the devil the the devil devil. the uh, facebook's the devil uh our two-headed picture that were created in pitch lab is the devil uh, Philip Irvin, probably a pretty nice guy though. So yeah. like, I'm, I'm excited about him being, uh, our fourth outfielder when we go get Mookie Betts. M- Mr. Sugar Penis has 536 followers. Yeah. Well, so Ken Rosenthal, Ken Rosenthal, he probably, he probably had 36 before Ken Rosenthal fucking <laughs> retweeted his ass. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he probably had less uh, followers than Pizza Genie. Yeah. So uh, let's <laughs> let, let's pinch this episode off. Um, I do have, you know, I I cried a, a bunch this week, and you know it's been a fucking shit ass year. You know, it, this sucked. This all sucked for all of us, and. It, and I cried mostly because I kept trying to sing this song, A Very Cubby Christmas. And oh, yeah. And it it's like, you know, I think about, you know, where we've been and what this year's meant to all of us. And, you know, everybody's had their own experiences and they've all been terrible. And, you know, this song's always choked me up, even in its original form with Judy Garland singing it in the movie and stuff, because uh, her voice is so great. But you know, and I don't sing this that good, but like what I'm saying is uh, it's heartfelt. And like, I, I just, you know, Merry Christmas, everybody. Like I've, I'm, uh, I just, I'm like, choked up right now, even just, you know, trying to introduce the song. So let's just like, <laughs> spook all out of here. Yeah. Like, hey. like uh, Kaplan would say. Happy holidays, ranters. You truly are the 69th best Cubs fans. Bukog or go. That's what happened. <laughs> no, you got to let the last part. Now it's the best part. Like Bukog used to be the best part, and now the best part is or <laughs> comes backwards <laughs> because we know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on is I'm wishing you all a, ve- a very merry Cubs miss or whatever the fuck. So, oh God, ranchers, you you truly do. You get us through. Uh, semi good seasons and, and dark winters and, and, uh, and bright springs. And, and we love you all. Uh, keep coming back. We'll be here for you. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Spookog. You say Merry Christmas backwards. Okay. Uh, Carrie Mismas. (laughs) Carrie Musket. (laughs) 
Have yourself a very cubby Christmas. Keep your hope alive. This year wasn't easy, but we will survive. Have yourself a very cubby Christmas. Throw this year away.Dream of watching baseball on some sunny day. We will all be out at Wrigley watching our cubbies once more. Eating hot dogs and drinking buns, cheering on our cubs to score. Let's hope this year everything gets better. Start the healing now. See you in Chicago cheering in the crowd. And have yourself a very cubby Christmas Christmas, everybody. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry... And a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.